Merry Christmas, Westridge. I don't know what time it is where you are, whether it's morning, midday, or evening. But welcome. And God has been so good this year in all of the ups and downs and everything that has been kind of turned on its ear. And now we have the opportunity to celebrate what I believe is the most wonderful time of the year, that Jesus Christ was born into this world, the very world that is being ravaged by COVID right now, the very world that's being pulled apart. And he has come to bring peace, to bring love, and to bring healing, redemption, and reconciliation. If you have your Bibles, I would if you turn with me to Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 11 through 14 and then verse 17. And the word of God reads in this way. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of angels, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to all men with whom God is pleased. Join me now in a word of prayer. And my soul looks up with a steadfast hope that my will be lost in thine. Less of me, more of you, until there's all of you and none of me. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen. This morning, I want to gather us around the text, using these words to focus our attention. A time of praise. A time of praise. This is one of the most thrilling passages in Scripture, and that the angel of the Lord visits shepherds, shepherds who were on the edge of life and existence, and the edge of the city, and they were tending uh, the flocks and, and herds in all matters of weather and all times and seasons of occasion. And, and, and I stumbled upon a, a truth that said uh, that, that these particular shepherds were entrusted with the care of the sacrificial lambs that were used in the temple. And as we just read, the angel of the Lord announced that the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of Man and Son of God was born in the city of Bethlehem. If I were to give us a singular point of focus in this text, it would be this, that Jesus is the reason for praise. Uh, Jesus is the wellspring, the source the driving reality for whom which we can praise our 
God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. After all, he is the one that has entered the world and taken upon the errors, the missteps, and the faults of the entire world and universe. He lived among us, as the scripture says, full of grace and truth. And we have beheld his glory as the only begotten Son of God. There are two choices before us at this present moment. We can continue to react to our current circumstances. The COVID crisis, the social, political, and economic upheavals, the tensions that we're having in our world, and all of the rest. We can continue to react to that, or we can choose to respond to God's presence among us. And I believe within this text, we see the shepherds responding to the announcement that the Messiah, the Savior, was born. And then, as we will see, they made the willful decision to go to him. And upon seeing the Savior, the Lamb of God, they responded with praise and mutual adoration. In verse 17, we find these words, and after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel of the Lord had said about this child. Note what they did. After seeing him, you've heard it, seeing is believing. After seeing him, they told everyone what had happened and what the angel of the Lord had said to them. There is a singular point here that I want to raise from the text, and it is this. Praise is always proclamation of what we have seen and heard concerning Jesus Christ. Praise is always proclamation about what we have seen and heard concerning Jesus Christ. In my 2959 prayer book, it gives this definition for praise. Praise is glorifying God for who and what he is and done and how who he is and what he is affects us. And we see it clearly in the text that the angel of the Lord did not tell the shepherds to go and see. They made a willful decision. And so I know you're sitting there and you're saying, whether you're in your living room or maybe out on the deck if you're in warmer climate, Maybe you're sitting at your, your kitchen table and you're drinking coffee, but, but, but why does this matter? I'm glad that you raised that point. And here's why it matters. Because the world will never be convinced by clever arguments that Jesus 
is Lord. Let me say that again. The world will never be convinced by clever verbal arguments that Jesus is Lord, but it is the faithful retelling of what God has done in our lives. I was once told many years ago that you cannot change or dissuade a convinced person. And I'm here to offer you this invitation of entering into the, the, the life that Jesus Christ has for us to, to walk with him and, 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 and talk with him, to have him come alongside of you and to make sense out of the nonsense of our existence, to be the light in the midst of our darkness, to be the hope for our hopelessness. Jesus wants to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And so the shepherds, we're just doing what they always do, tending the sheep, and the angel shows up. And after the angel shows up, the entire armies of the Lord join in praise and adoration. But, 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 but here is the power in the text. In Luke chapter 9, 25, we read about the story of the man that was born blind and the religious elite come to him and they challenge him. Who, who did this? Who does? Who did this to you? How was it that, that, that you now see? They went to his parents and say, was he born blind? They said, yes, he was born blind. They come back to the man and, 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 and they challenge him further. And he says, Jesus has done this. And then they hurl accusations at him. They say that, you mean to tell me that sinner has healed you? And in verse 25 of Luke 9, listen to what he says to the religious elite. He says, I don't know whether he is a sinner. The man replied, but listen to this praise in his testimony. He says, but I know this, I was blind. And now I can see. See, telling others our firsthand story of how Jesus loves us and cares for us and, 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 and walks with us in the turpy, topsy, chaotic existence of life. It is at this point that we learn that there is power in your praise of who Jesus is and what he is doing. You see, they shared triumphantly that everything that the angel said and everything that he said we would see, we have seen it, we have beheld the promise, God's answer to man's strife and and, and the evil that rips at the hearts. We, we're seeing it all over the world. Humanity is at odds. They're, they're, they're waiting. Some have prognosticated that, that there, there's bound to be world division. No matter what happens, here's what you must understand. That Jesus comes to make sense out of our nonsense. In a word... 
How do we apply this? You're not a shepherd. You're not tending flocks. You're a banker, a lawyer, a school teacher, a homemaker, a father, a truck driver. You're a common, everyday individual. And I'm glad that you're acknowledging that. But you're prized and poised to be. You're prized by God and poised to be that example that can draw men and women to Christ. Now, I just want to back up in the text. And, and, and it is here in, in verses 15 and 16 that we find these words. When the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds, watch this, said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Remember, I've already iterated that. I kind of let it out a little soon. They said, let's go. Notice the angel didn't tell them. They said, let's go. And then they said, watch this. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried. I love that. They didn't waste time. They went quickly to the village. And the text says that they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger, wrapped in strips of cloth. Here's the application for us on this last Sunday of 2020. Tell others what Jesus is doing. Tell others of how he met you right where you are. Tell others of his goodness. Tell others when your heart was broken that he met you right where you are. Tell others that when darkness had enfolded you and was about to collapse and crush you, that Jesus stood next to you and he gave you hope. But why does any of this matter? Why does it matter? I'll tell you why. Because God always honors obedience. You see, Jesus said in the Great Commission, he said, go into all the world, or as you're going into the world, make followers of Jesus Christ. And in making followers of Jesus Christ, you don't start a new school. You don't start a new pattern of education. You simply walk with them and you empower and enable them to experience the love of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And Westridge family, we have a wonderful way to do that here at Westridge. As you see out in the atrium, it says, love, grow, serve, share. And so we have bet the farm on the reality of biblical community. That's why we offer the small groups to you, that you can come in with, with fellow believers and, in, and even those who are searching, and you can hear the word of God. You can apply it to your life. 
but then you're encouraged because it's, it's nothing greater. You, you know what a pep rally is like. That's what every Sunday morning is. It's a pep rally for us to come together and, and lift our hands in total adoration and praise of God. But then it's in the biblical community where iron sharpens iron where Solomon says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. It's in the biblical community where we weep with those that weep and we rejoice with those that rejoice. And, and here's the purpose of it all. Here's the purpose of the biblical community is that once we go out of these doors after we've attended the worship services on Sunday morning, we become, in essence, like the old Negro spiritual that says, keep your lamp trimmed and burning. You see, biblical community enables you to clean the exterior of your life, to deal with the sin, to, to dispatch it so that the light and hope of Jesus Christ comes shining brightly through you. I want to close with verse 20. And it says, the shepherds, were back to their flocks. And note what they did. They were glorifying and praising God for all they had seen. It was just as the angel told them. On this last Sunday of the year, can I encourage you? There's an old song that I remember as a boy that was sung at Trinity Missionary Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and was go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born. Can I encourage us, West Ridge family and friends? Would you just go tell it, not just on the mountain, but in the marketplace, in the workplace, not just with words of exhortation, not just with words of exaltation, but with the standard of your life and with the standard of your life that is being shaped and molded by Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to tell the world. Tell the world that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, that Jesus is love for the loveless, that Jesus is hope for the hopeless, that Jesus is light for this present darkness. But here's the most important thing, that Jesus is the promise fulfilled salvation, that his life and his death and his subsequent resurrection has provided what humanity could not provide for itself. The ending of the chaotic strife and tension. Jesus Christ wrapped in strips of cloth, cloth, lying in a manger. He grew up to be a man who is humble and holy and then in obedience to his father's will, he died a perfect, sinless man. He willfully died on the cross that sin, death, and the grave would never have dominion and power over those that choose to accept 
his gift of life. I don't know where you are. Maybe you want to ask questions in a safe environment. Maybe you want to learn more about God and his plan of world redemption through his son, Jesus Christ. Or maybe you want to make that ultimate choice that you are ready right now to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and follow him in baptism and then learn to walk and grow in obedience. If that is you, we welcome you here at Westridge to text follow to this number. 770-222-2125. I don't make outlandish promises, but it will be the beginning of an outstanding change in your life. And we will walk with you in biblical community to help you become the man and the woman that God has destined you to become before the foundations of the world. God, we thank you and we give you glory. And I pray that those who have heard this message, and as your spirit moves, that they would make that decision to come close to you, to ask their questions, and then to walk with you and to know you as Savior and Lord. We ask these and all of the blessings in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen.